One, two, three levels, 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 levels. I said that slowly to match your pace. Anyway, yes, I can see your levels. It looks, they look good. Okay. Well, then let's just make this thing happen. Though last time we prayed it would all be okay. Um, I got a lot of static for that episode. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, at least you get rid of that early. (sighs) Okay, we are all set up here. We are ready to record. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're, uh, You're on the road this week. Yeah, after you were on the road last week, now it's my turn this week. Wait, what do you mean your turn? Well, one of us needs to always be on the road. So that way, if anything happens, talking to Todd can continue. Like, you know how the president and the vice president can't ever be on the same plane? Because we, we can't be too careful. Okay, okay, wait. You do realize that when we're both home, we're like 1,200 miles apart. So we don't need to travel to do some sort of designated survivor <laughs> scenario. <laughs> wait, what? That... Kevin, Kevin, give me a ticket home. Hi, toddlers. Welcome to Talking to Todd, a weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prinz, where failure is always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Live from Anaheim. Live? I don't, I don't know. Welcome to Anaheim. You, you sound thrilled. <laughs> it's the happiest place on earth. Yes. So welcome to the mouse house. Although... If your hotel is calling itself the mouse house, I would leave. I would <laughs> I would go someplace else. I would that is not what you want to see on TripAdvisor or Yelp. There is a Chuck E. Cheese down the street. Mm. Is that close? I, I mean if they well technically technically Charles is a rat, so a, a mouse house would be would be inaccurate. Not wrong. We have covered that. <laughs> Did you know this? It's not time for Todd to know, though I could play the music. No, don't. <laughs> you said we're like 1,200 miles apart? Yes. Not right now. Right. A. But B, when you're in Studio A and I'm in Studio One, still not exactly sure how we came up with those titles. <laughs> it's actually 1,300 and 0.9 miles apart. So it was a pretty good guess, though, on my part. I yes. mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got to get, yeah, big credit there. Nice work. I, I, I mean, I, to be honest, I did check to see what that distance was because as part of the pre-Regbri planning, there was a discussion about would it be easier to drive, and then, <laughs> and then mileage was calculated, and then tickets were purchased on Delta. Um. 19 hours and 10 minutes. Ouch. <laughs> Hard pass. No, no, no friggin' way. Didn't you say Amy? Amy tops out at about three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she'll do four. She'll do four and a half. She'll do five for a Bears game. 
and five and a half for really good bourbon straight out of the barrel. Yes. But past that. <laughs> Anything, no, right, exactly. Yeah. There's also, have, have we ever talked about um, the Ebert theory of, um, tra- of travel? No, I don't believe so. Um, so Chad Ebert came up with this, or maybe his dad did. Anyway, it's the it's the Ebert theory that we strongly adhere to, whereas the trip is not worth it unless you can spend more hours in your destination awake than it takes you to get there. Hmm. Okay. So, for example, on Friday night, Amy and I jumped in the truck and drove up to Iowa Falls to have dinner with my folks. Yes. It's an hour and a half one way. Okay. So did you spend more or less than three hours at dinner? Correct. Right on the edge. Hey, does anybody want dessert? I don't want dessert, but I need to at least look at the menu because otherwise this fails the Ebert theory and (laughs) we're going to need some coffee. Right? We got home. Actually, we got home and Amy looks at me and says, wow, that was really close to breaking the Ebert rule. All right. So, all right. I was going to tell another story, but I have a feeling that that story could actually be used in another hiatus episode. So I'm going to, I'm going to save that one. (laughs) Just make yourself a note there. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So let's, so speaking of Amy, any, uh, any feedback? Uh, there was feedback. Yes. I played the welcome back theme last week. Yes. Brilliant choice. Thank you. You're gone a week. <laughs> <laughs> and technically, you weren't even gone a week because you released an episode last week. How can I miss you if you won't go away? <laughs> I mean, not wrong, but yeah. <laughs> Which you actually also said about four minutes later. <laughs> and yep. Amy says, yeah. Um, you also said how we're going to be doing several more of these because you're not recording. We're not recording when you're on vacation. Yeah. And Amy says, can we do that? <laughs> Why can't we do that? We're going to go on vacation. Um, let's see. Oh. You were telling the story about the flight attendant. Yes. Amy, he could get hired to work for Todd's Tours. <laughs> oh, snap. I hadn't thought about that. That's a hell of an idea. Hey, what kind of bus are we on? So this bus was was built in uh in the 18 uh in the 1820s. It was the first all electric <laughs> double decker bus ever created. It's made of wood. Isn't that plastic? Nope. Nope. It's wood. They call it the rolling pencil (laughs) because it's the longest bus ever and the longest center aisle. Yes. It also has the exact same engines as a 767. (laughs) So we can make up time if we get behind on the tour. (laughs) None of this is correct. (laughs) Oh, sweet Lord. 
enjoy, thought you thought you'd enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, any, anything from Lisa? Not that I remember. Um, I'm sure there was, and um, I should have probably checked before coming in, but no, I don't believe so. <laughs> um, uh, toddler thirty one eighty seven Sherry High is going to run an Iron Man in Des Moines. Isn't isn't she? Did you purposely leave town before she showed up? I can neither confirm nor yeah. deny. All right. Okay. All right. Based on some of the uh, workout tracking that she sent us, I'm assuming she just rode her bike <laughs> from Chicago to Des Moines as a warm up, <laughs> and did it in about four hours. <laughs> I I'm thinking that that's the case. Yeah. Um, her other piece of feedback was that listening to talking to Todd while running does not make you run faster. She recommends a good playlist instead, or maybe a true, true crime podcast, which, you know, I suppose if you think someone is chasing you or trying to kill you, that might make you run faster. Uh, love toddler 3187. She wrote. I mean, some people could say, if you listen to this show every week, that there's this is a crime that this gets recorded. So yes. technically, this could be a true crime podcast. True. Uh, Doug from the Idiot Toddlers. That was a four LOL episode for me. <laughs> I appreciate both the high society that Todd brings to Indian food and an affinity for all things airlines. <laughs> Thanks, Doug. <laughs> did you catch anything else this week? Uh, no, I did not. I think that covers all of our feedback. I'm sure I'll have more. Um, follow up? Oh, we got a lot. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Oh, you've got you've got some statistics for us. I, I do. Uh, in our, well, A, we crossed over 5,000 downloads last week. Woohoo! So thank you. I, we say it at the end of the show, but thank you, toddlers. Thank you, everybody who listens. Uh, thank you, everyone who erroneously downloads. Thank you, everyone who gets a new piece of equipment and subscribes and downloads the last 40 episodes. We like you, too. They all count. They all count. So I, I don't know. I, I know you spend a lot of time on YouTube. Do you subscribe to our podcast on YouTube? I didn't know our podcast was on YouTube. Even after you told me it was, I still didn't remember. So no, partially because I watch YouTube on a TV and this is an audio podcast, but you know, whatever that don't need to go there. Um, so the audio track posts automatically on YouTube. And so it's up there. The episode that was Taylor Swift for treasury secretary. Yes. Now has 13 views on YouTube. <laughs> Suckers. You remember when we made the list of top 10 Mick Jagger podcasts? <laughs> I'm sensing a trend here. I'm I'm starting to think, okay, so all we need to do is every, I mean, every episode title, we try to come up with something that we actually said during the show. Like, 
it it has to it has to be said during the show mostly. I'm now thinking we need to start just making references to to celebrities to see if that just messes with the SEO. I don't know. It works for Britney Spears. <laughs> I like what you did there. I like what you, that that was good. I mean, that was seamless. You're welcome. I uh, I mean, I think that's good. If if we had to do that, though, I mean, I think if you want to go down that route, it would be something closer to. Hey, are we gonna have any Britney Spears content? I don't know. Are we gonna have to pay for it? No, 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 no. It's free, Britney. <laughs> That's nice. I do what I can. Thanks for driving, everybody. No, no, no. <laughs> it's no. free, Brittany. <laughs> oh, oh my God, I'm crying. Let's see what else we got under here. Did you know that Angel Hernandez hasn't worked an MLB game since April third? I. I think there's, I'm just going to throw this out. I've realized now it's, it's going to be very difficult for us to surprise each other on these kind of stories because we both read the athletics morning digest most mornings. So um, you did know this. I did see that. Yes. Uh, yeah. But it was, it was six weeks before anybody realized. Yeah. Yeah. And they only realized because somebody was like, when's the last time Angel Hernandez missed a call? It seems like we've gone a long time. Uh, I will say this. I did see one article, one columnist said, okay, we can agree on a couple of things. Angel Hernandez is generally the worst major league. He's the worst umpire in major league baseball, statistically speaking. Just super bad. The columnist then did say he hasn't he hasn't been in, in since April 3rd. MLB has no... I thought this was nice. The comment then was, I hope everything's okay with him. I hope what we hope is that he's perfectly fine and perfectly healthy and that he has been suspended from his job because he's bad at his job and has been bad at his job for multiple decades. That's the best case scenario here. I was like, I don't that that's weird, but I agree with sentiment. <laughs> we wish him well, but not too well. We wish him well. We also wish him well away from the home plate. (laughs) Enjoy retirement. Yes. Oh, um, the, and the other thing that I brought, I don't know that, did you see that a sentencing was, we've covered this well for now, almost a year, the fishermen in Ohio who cheated. Okay. By stuffing, fish and lead weights yeah. into their catches. About a month ago, we said, I think they pled guilty. Yes. So the sentencing came down. Did you see what they got? Uh, no, I did not. They got 10 day jail terms and the forfeiture of their $100,000 boat. What? Wow. Yes. Among other penalties, it included the forfeiture of their boat, which is valued at $100,000. Do you remember what the prize money was? Had I don't they think it was won? A, I, don't, I don't think it was. I, I think there was uh, m- 
significantly less digits in the prize money. Uh, a singular less digit. It was about $28,000 worth of prizes if they had won the tournament. Uh, yeah. So they have to pay a fine uh, of $2,500, but half of that fine will be waived if they make a $1,250 donation to a nonprofit organization that promotes fishing with children. I'm so I'm assuming that promotes going fishing near children, not actually putting them out on. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's yes. I'm just reading what NBC news wrote promotes fishing with children. There's about, so I'm glad this is the last time we're going to talk about this because promise. I please, because what I'm telling you right now is uh, there's like six things I have in my head around uh, uh, penalties and and crime and civil civil forfeiture laws. This is this close to turning into both the other podcast and an episode of uh, John Oliver. So um, anyway, I think they learned. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay. <laughs> you feel better after that? Woo. Wow. It's um, dark out. <laughs> well, if they do, just to put a bow on this, if they do violate their probation, they could each face an additional 30-day county jail sentence. So we may not be done with this yet. We're done. We're done. No, that's it. Uh, yes. So thanks, guys. Suppose I could have put that in idiots, but I didn't. Oh, hey, look what's up next. Is which week is it? Is it Dwayne guess a number or is it Todd Ada now? I was very excited and I said, look what's next. So by my tone and how happy I am, I think you should have been able to figure that out. Oh. It's been over a month since we played America's favorite game. Okay, hit me. All right. I started using stuff that you had read, so it was very easy for you to get. So I've now learned my lesson. Also, Lisa doesn't like this segment. This one is she knows the number, however, because she was there when I learned the number. So I need something obscure that she knows that you don't. Dateline, London, England. Hello. <clears throat> when we were when we were there in December and January, uh-huh. uh, we saw some trucks for the water company. The the you know the company that give that does that you know hooks up the water to your house or your business is is um, Tim, Tim's Tim's Water. Tim's Water. Jeez, Tim's Water. Are they based in Southern London? Shut up. <laughs> Please. I see what you're doing. Okay. Yes. Thames Water based in Southern London. Yes. Okay. So they were very proudly on the side of all of their trucks. 
very proudly telling everyone how many leaks in the system they fix per week. <laughs> Dwayne. Damn. How many leaks per week? Per week. Does Thames what? Yes, Thames. Thames water fix. <clears throat> I just bu- d- doubled down on that. It's Thames, Thames. It's the Thames. It's the Thames water. I don't know why. I, I don't know why I went weird. It's Thames water. It's Thames. Thames water. Anyway, there you go. Way to go, Tim. It's Tim's water. Does he own it all? Yes. Yeah. Tim For Smith. Stuff. Really? Yeah. That's S M Y T H Smith. Um, per week. Yes. Twenty five hundred. Okay. So wait, you're saying you're saying they have one hundred and thirty thousand leaks a year. <laughs> that they have to fix. I mean, it's water. All right. <sighs> Dang. You went high. <clears throat> it's a thousand leaks a week. <laughs> I didn't go that. I didn't go. <laughs> I mean, I thought you got to guess high because, you know. Why, why else would we be covering Otherwise, it? why else would we be covering this? But okay. So I overshot the mark by. 2.5. Yes. Yes. On the other hand. My thought would be, how many people do you need to employ if you're fixing a thousand <laughs> leaks a week? Hey, can I get you guys to come and hook up my flat? Nope, we're all busy. <laughs> we, you don't have, you have no idea how many roads we're digging up every week. You also have to wonder how good they are at fixing leaks. Well, it doesn't say they're fixing a thousand new leaks. <laughs> Could be the same one. Just it over could be the same one over and over and over. How good are you at this? That's job security, my friend. I mean, I will say that I think part of their problem is that much of the infrastructure that they are fixing the leaks in was put in and buried underground in the early 1800s. Sure. <laughs> A good chunk of this is pre-Civil War infrastructure. <laughs> Wooden pipes do tend to leak more than others. Sure. And if you if you look at the source of all truth and knowledge and, and you, you look up the water company here, it's it, where does it start? This company can can trace its roots back to its forerunner was established in 1609. <laughs> so to your point, after 400 years, you'd think they'd be getting better at fixing leaks but you know whatever you do you that's that's cool all right sorry uh no bell this week dang is it going to be another month before we do this segment again given the way that i butchered the name of the famous river in the city that we go to all the time yeah it's going to be the end of a lot i think (laughs) oh um do you want to try idiots Sure. Why not? Hey, it's sports. <laughs> oh, look. Fantastic. The Scott Frost Memorial Idiot of the Week. Uh, for my three. Yes. I have been informed that I'm not allowed to participate this week. Oh, yes. This was, a, I believe, a penalty was called for 
your your uh, idiot of the week last week of quote internet haters unquote, and I believe since hockey playoffs are going on, you've been sent into the penalty box to sit there and think about what you did. <laughs> that was um, I, I, I yeah uh, two uh, a one week penalty for diving, <laughs> I believe was what was referenced. <laughs> uh, so so I have nothing for my entry. Uh, apparently this week's idiot is me. Okay. How about you? Um, so earlier, uh, earlier this year, uh, before the NFL schedule came out, Mm -hmm. um, there was a vote. Uh, the NFL wanted to allow games could be moved from Sunday afternoon to Thursday night. Yeah. Which would be, for the 70 or 80,000 people that are going to those games, you thought you had a Sunday afternoon game. Congratulations. You now have a Thursday night game that didn't go over well with the, um, that didn't go. Yes. That didn't go over well with me. Yeah, but you don't get a vote. Fair. So the, um, the teams, um, the, the teams who voted against, there were seven teams that voted against allowing that. Okay. Good. Seven, seven teams said that's not, that's not fair to our fans as a consolation prize. The NFL also asked for that. A team could play on a short week. So play on Sunday and then play again on Thursday. So with only if, you know, the four days, technically three rest days in between, NFL rules only allow that to happen. Only uh, every team could only do that once. They asked that a team could do that twice. That one passed. Okay. Then the NFL schedule came out and somebody noticed something interesting. Oh no. Of the, um, so there are seven teams that will play twice on Thursday night. Uh, after playing on Sunday on a short week, the Steelers, the Bears, the Saints, the Commanders, the 49ers, the Lions, and the Packers. Of those seven teams, six of them, at least six of the seven, apo- voted against allowing late season flexing. <laughs> How many games do they get to play? <laughs> Thanks, Eli. By the way, feedback from Lisa. That bit is done and has run its course. Um, Per various league sources, the Steelers, the Bears, the Saints, the Commanders, the Lions, and the Packers all opposed flexing on Thursday nights. Oh, sorry. Eight teams. Eight teams were against it. The Jets were also voted against it. However, they got a short week Black Friday game, although they're very happy with that one. And they can't figure out if the 49ers voted against it or not. Anyway, apparently, the NFL was asked about this. Um, according to the NFL spokesperson, there is absolutely no consideration or discussion regarding a team's position on this issue when developing the schedule. Uh-huh. Anyway, I'm sure it did. Yeah. Uh, as as Mike Florio wrote in his piece, the technical term would possibly be F around and find out. <laughs> <laughs> so the idiot of the week, I mean, in theory, the idiot of the week is the NFL for uh, punishing teams who are supporting their fans. I mean, that's the true idiot. Yeah. Yes. 
But what I think what this tells us is the idiots at this point is anybody who any owner who tells Roger Goodell no, <laughs> there will be punishment. As a fan and spouse of a season ticket holder who lives five and a half hours away from the stadium, the current stadium, not the new stadium, if I'm planning on a trip or I have to, let's say I'm even further away and I buy plane tickets to come in for the weekend to see my team play only to find out with less than what you get 10 days notice. I think 12. Yeah. That I no longer have a, you know, it's one thing to go from noon to three fifteen, or even go from three fifteen to a seven o'clock Sunday night game. Right. Yes. I can live with that. I don't like it. I might have to change my flight home. But, you know, for the most part, the local fans, fine, whatever. And the visiting team fans, screw them, right? (laughs) Generically, that's the attitude, right? I worry about my fans. I don't worry about your fans. Yes. On the other hand, I would say this, by the way, just throw that out. Uh, At that point, you then ask the owner when they say, I don't care about the other team's fans. Then you say, isn't it, isn't it though, when we gave you a half a billion dollars of taxpayer money to fund the stadium that you play in and you get all the tax revenue and all the, uh, and all the revenue and you make all of your money. And didn't you point out that the reason why we should do that is because all of these fans from across the country will come in and spend money in our hotels and our restaurants. Wasn't that one of the reasons why we built this stadium for you? Hmm? What? 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 Next question, Next, please. Yep. Sorry. Anybody, anybody want to talk about the logo? Boy, that Dan Snyder. Thank goodness he doesn't own this team. No kidding. Can we talk about the Boston Bobcats? <laughs> That's the football logo. There. Awesome. Oh, that's not a thing. <laughs> anyway, there you go. So, uh, yeah, don't mess with Roger Goodell because he will he, he will make your life miserable. And mine. Uh, let's see. You are on the road this week. Uh, any travel stories? Yeah, I hate Southwest Airlines. Okay. I mean, that was more of a statement than a story. <laughs> when I went to Dallas three weeks ago during the last Southwest meltdown. Yes. I swore upon pain of death. Little did I know that um, it would be a cold day in hell before I flew Southwest airlines again. I believe you even said that on this podcast. I believe that's correct. Yeah. And yet mere weeks later, Thanks to the corporate machine that determines what airline I can fly, there was no way to avoid Southwest Airlines on this trip. Um, so when Amy, bless her, dropped me off at the airport two hours before my flight, because I'm gone for 10 days and I'm checking a bag and this kind of stuff. Um, I just wanted to make sure that I had plenty of time to check a bag, get through the line, all this stuff, right? Because I, normally I carry on, I walk straight to TSA, you know, I don't worry about it. The line 
at Southwest in Des Moines to check your bag was 35 people deep. Mm. In Des Moines, that's a big line. (laughs) Did they have 35 gate agents or uh, ticketing agents ready to assist? Thanks, Eli. So I'm guessing that was less. (laughs) That was less. Though when the third agent eventually showed up, who they had to call for twice, (laughs) the line did speed up. It did not, however, solve the problem that there were only two wheelchair runners for the entire airport. And there were five people waiting at the Southwest check-in desk, waiting for those wheelchairs to come. They needed five. They made three different announcements. We need five wheelchairs at the Southwest desk. And I learned once I did manage to check my bag and get through TSA, when I got to my gate, there were already four people in wheelchairs waiting at my gate to get on my plane. The reason no one could come was because we don't have that many wheelchairs in the Des Moines airport. Yeah, we're all out. Yeah, that's about what we got. <laughs> that That's not a Southwest problem. That's a Des Moines International Airport problem. <laughs> I like how you, how you called out the international piece of the four wheelchair airport. Um, I have a, I have a friend side note. I have a friend who works for TSA in the Des Moines airport. Yeah. His kid and my kid played soccer together for several years. We were soccer parents together. So I fly and I see him regularly. We still, you know, make small talk as I'm coming through TSA. And he was, he was stationed on the outside on Tuesday morning when I was flying out. So he's wandering around the Southwest gate and just trying to provide some assistance. And he comes (laughs) over and we catch up a little bit and he says, yeah, I'm really sorry about this. There's absolutely nothing we can do. We're wide open on my side. I got, I got, I got nothing. So then I asked him, just as long as we were standing around with nothing to do, because my line wasn't moving. How soon do you think? Is there any plan to bring clear to Des Moines? <laughs> and he says. You know, it's on our list. We'd really like to have them. They have upgraded, and you'll find out when you fly in. They have upgraded all of their equipment at TSA. They have top-tier TSA screening equipment. It's it's pretty incredible, the investment that they've made. And Brian tells me, you know, we're not a Tier 1 facility, but we really want to be. And I said, you know, I suppose based on traffic, he's like, you know, more people fly through here than you would think for. Like, okay. Not to dismiss the Des Moines International Airport or the TSA there, but, you know, anyway. But I will absolutely dismiss Southwest Airlines at the Des Moines Airport. They need to up their game. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw out one, one Todd's top travel tip. Um, This, this only works. 
if in your checked luggage you don't have any liquids that would be more than the three ounces or more than the quart bag. If that's the case, you're going to have to open up. You're just going to have to pitch them and go buy new ones. What I'm going to say is you see a line of 35 people. You say, screw that. And you take your big suitcase and you go to TSA and you put that on the belt. And they're like, they're not going to let you on that plane. You're like, look, scan it. I'll Let me worry about it. Because they're not there to enforce luggage size. They're just there to scan it. So they scan it. And then you go to the gate. And then you go to the gate agent. And you're like, is there room in the overhead bin for this? <laughs> And then she says, no, you need to check that. And it's like, what? What are you? What? Oh, my Lord. Matter of fact, don't even ask. Just roll on the plane with it and try to put it up. Then the flight attendant will come and they will gate check that for you to your final destination. (laughs) Boom. Problem solved. You don't need to stand in a 35 person line. Oh, I love Todd's travel tips. (laughs) They're awesome. (laughs) Lisa's pointed this out because, you know, the planes are so full right now. After, you know, near the end of boarding, they're like, listen, um, if anybody wants to gate check their luggage for free because we're running out of bin space, just bring it up here and we'll put it in the hold and we'll go all the way through. And Lisa's like, at this point, if you don't, if you fly on Southwest, you get bags for free. If you fly on an airline that you have to pay for luggage, don't pay for luggage. Just put it in a carry-on, go up there, and then when they start asking for volunteers, go, I got one for you. <laughs> Boom. Oh, watch anything good this week? Um, there's quite a bit. After after weeks of just kind of catching up, got some new stuff. Um, RuPaul's All-Stars uh, Season 8 is back. Uh-huh. Um, so that's on uh, Paramount+. Plus. Um, is it better we- than the other one, which we gave up on? Yes, it's back to um it's back to Paramount Plus. It's back to there's mini challenge, there's time for stuff. It's back to the full length and because it's on Paramount Plus, uh all the language is back too. So, yes, it's it's back to normal Rue. Um it I think the last season was just to make you feel like remember why you liked Rue because we took it away from you. Anyway, All Stars is back. Um it's good. We're back watching it. Also, um along with that, and I don't think I've ever recommended this. Um, the So Rue also produces uh, on YouTube. I believe it's also on Paramount Plus. I've never, I think it is on Paramount Plus, but it's we just watched it on YouTube. Um, the Pit Stop, which is, um, it is the chat after the show where two other drag queens recap the show and tell you what they think about everybody. Oh, I didn't like that. I, that was terrible, right? Is like this Trixie's thing. Well, they have rotating hosts. So Trixie hosted for, um, for one season. Okay. Last season, last season show, the pit stop was hosted by Bianca. Really good. Like sharp, funny. Yeah. Yeah. Bianca is also hosting this season. Um, okay. yeah. So, uh, I, if you watch the show there, I mean, there's, there's other recap shows, but uh pit stop with, with Bianca is, uh, is excellent. Um, Oh, I guess in the sort of in the same vein, um, queer eye is back on Netflix. <laughs> How is so, that sort of in the same vein? Well, I mean, still watching a bunch of gay dudes, <laughs> right? I mean, that's okay. Sure. Yeah. I suppose. 
pride, dude. Come on. Um, it is. Is it pride month? No, not yet. Not yet. Um, I will recommend, um, they're in new Orleans this year. Um, by the way, if you haven't watched, um, uh, queer eye, the reboot, um, there's, I don't know, four other seasons. I mean, it's, it's a great show. It's, it's one of the more uplifting shows on TV. Um, there's just people there trying to help people like that's, that's what it really comes down to. The queer gonna, eye reboot. Is that where they focus on the shoe closet? <laughs> I am going to recommend episode one of this season directly to you, Dwayne. For a very specific reason. So they're in New Orleans. Okay. Um, you have told on this podcast how you have some responsibilities at trying to keep a fraternity house not burned down. Yes. Yes. They go to a fraternity house at the University of New Orleans. What I will tell you is um, the state you see it when they get there will make you feel so much better about you, the people that live in your fraternity house life in general um <laughs> you need to watch this because it's a hoarder's crossover on <laughs> oh dear oh dear uh anyway there's that okay and then the, the last one we started watching last night also on netflix we watched uh episode one of the night agent so you don't have to remind me Last night we're sitting on the couch and Lisa's like, I don't know, what do you want to watch? And I started going through the list of back catalog. No, 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 no. I'm like, night agent? Eh, I don't know. I'm like, you're the one that recommended that through Dwayne. So anyway, we watched episode one of that. Um, I Have you watched it? I have the entire thing. Okay. I will just say this. We were watching it. We were both in a little bit of a mood because it's sort of that to really enjoy this, you got to let go of some pretty fundamental stuff of just including this Lisa's comment was how did he get there so fast yes we go just he teleported I don't know just yes just don't just go with it don't think too much about it yes um very it's very James Bondy in yes. that respect yeah yeah y- y- I see what it's going to be. Just let it go. Right? Exactly. Yes. I mean, there's no it, space. You should be fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is what it is. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of, you know, based on 20, it's kind of a 24 ish kind of thing. It is um, kind of a 24 ish. Kind of, how did he get there so fast? He drove all the way across LA in, in literally six minutes. What? Right. Um, and then, and then I'm just going to throw this out. There's going to be no spoilers here, but um, we're also watching uh, obviously Ted Lasso, has to be watched. Um, there's still some criticism about, you know, Ted Lasso's lost its way or whatever. We've talked about this a little bit. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's, it's always been more than just this, this comedy or whatever. But at one point there was, I saw some feedback of there was the team had a reaction last week to some news yeah. that I read multiple things said, wouldn't it be really nice if that's the way a team would react to this news? Um, but we all know it's not. It's just taking me out of the show. And I'm like, okay, so you're into season three of an American football coach <laughs> and his assistant coach coaching a Premier League team. <laughs> and you've bought into that premise. And you're like, that part I get. And then after three seasons of that and the coach talking about community and building up and everybody working together, you're like, but that doesn't seem realistic to me. Ugh. Anyway, enough about that. What are you watching? Similar to The Night Agent, this week we watched a limited series, apparently season one, based on the cliffhanger at the end, 
of The Recruit, which is also on Netflix. Okay. And this is about a guy who's a lawyer at the CIA. Tough gig. Okay. And gets drawn into things mm. Mm. in which he shouldn't be. Mm. Uh, there. Was this, I was just thinking, wait a minute. A lawyer, he gets drawn into things he shouldn't be. Oh, you mean like the firm or the Pelican Brief? Or is this a Grisham thing? <laughs> entirely possible i don't know who wrote this i don't think it was grisham um and and there's also so there's the a story about him having to basically be the handler for a informant but the b story is his colleague's other lawyers at the CIA who keep trying to undermine him because it's all about trying to get ahead internally. And so there's this underlying comedic line of how stupid these people are as they're trying to, you know, climb over each other to keep the other person down while unintentionally shooting themselves in the foot. Um, (laughs) So it's the firm meets the office. Yes. Yes. <laughs> kind of. Sort of, but not really. But that's the pitch meeting. And you got to be in a certain mood to be able to watch this. It's okay. I'm not going to say it's great. I'm not even going to say I recommend it. But if you've cleared out everything else on Netflix, it's on Netflix. <laughs> If you already subscribe and you got nothing better to do. It's better than paying $5.95 a month for Peacock. Hey, hey, let's probably watch my football. And apparently that one NFL <laughs> wildcard game. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you learn anything? So, um, Again, I'll just this is this is not a political thing, uh, not meant to be or anything else. What I will tell you is if if the Democratic Party, I think I've said this before, if the Democratic Party was one tenth as good at passing actual legislation as they were at sending fundraising emails, this country would be a completely different place because once you get on a Democratic emailing list, um, your data is theirs forever. Um, I got yet another Democratic candidate uh, sending me a list of uh, running. I, I don't. I don't even know. Anyway, not here. And I hit unsubscribe as I do, and uh, it said, uh, "I." It said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Not ready to unsubscribe completely." Actually, I am. Stay up to stay updated on the following topics. Okay. When you see that, like, like at a store, they're like, do you want our daily special or weekly, you know, our weekly special, the monthly? Yeah. Right. And I thought yeah. maybe it would be like, hey, why don't, do you just want updated on the campaign or, you know, do you want less or whatever? No, it's based on topics. Here's the topics I can choose from. Stay updated on the following topics. Family. Farm. That one's capitalized. Nothing else. Well, that one's capitalized. 
Goals. Petition. Republicans. Staff. Survey. Work. Capitalized. <laughs> and my favorite topic. <laughs> Jeez. Long. <laughs> Wait. This is what happens when you when you buy a crappy chat GPT version and have it go look through all of your topics and say, would you like to stay updated on long? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Not- and is John Edwards and is John Edwards <laughs> advising your campaign? How long are you employed by the Democratic Party? Not for long. I love this. Would you like to stay updated on staff? Yeah. You know what? I would love to know (laughs) what staff you're assembling for your Senate run. Anyway, at the bottom, it was a check mark saying, please unsubscribe my email address from all future emails. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't really entice me with petition. (laughs) Petition. Anyway, I didn't even know that some of these were topics. That's what I learned this week. How about you? What did you learn? I flew in to the John Wayne Orange County Airport on Tuesday morning. Ah, which I just saw was voted based off of people's social media things, the angriest airport in America. Really? <laughs> yes. Well, that would explain some stuff. Yeah, based on looking at people's um, feeds and then doing a semantic analysis on whether they're angry or happy or whatever. Uh, and if they're at airports, uh, basically somebody came out and said that airport is the angriest airport in the country. We did it. Anyway, sorry. Please continue. No, no, no. That tracks. <laughs> so I get off the plane, eventually get my baggage. Thank you, Southwest, and make my way to Hertz. For my rental car, which when you go online and reserve, I reserve the, the, the middle one. It's the, the largest car in our class that is still approved by the corporate machine. Again, with the corporate machine, um, the corporate machine says, this is the largest car you can rent. Great. Fantastic. Which is typically you know, like a, I don't know, a Honda Accord class of vehicle. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Not, not too big, not an SUV, not a, you know, not a charger, you know, whatever. They have assigned me a Ford EcoSport. Ooh, Eco. That sounds small. (laughs) The Ford EcoSport is a subcompact SUV. That doesn't that that doesn't subcompact SUV. That that actually isn't a thing, right? Th- that's yeah. Which they stopped manufacturing in 2018. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I looked at my email where I saw what they had assigned me and I went Ah, that ain't gonna work. And so I, you know, calmly went to the counter and said, Can I 
please have the class of vehicle that I reserved? And he said, well, we don't have any cars. (laughs) You can take the reservation. That's the easy part. (laughs) Anybody could just take the reservation, which is exactly what was going through my head as I'm standing at the counter. Is Todd doing Seinfeld? (laughs) Huh. What do you have? Well, I've got electric vehicles. I can give you a Chevy Bolt. That'd be fine. I've not driven one of those. I'm sure Ward would be excited. No, that's really not going to work for me. What do you have that's gas powered? Well, it's going to be 45 minutes. Because like I said, we don't have any cars. I said, what about all the cars that are sitting there? Well, those have already been assigned to people. Why couldn't you have assigned one of them to me instead of giving me the Ford EcoSport? I said in my kindest, gentlest voice. I'm sure. Uh, no, honestly, I did. I was very kind to the guy because he's in charge of giving me a car. <laughs> Do not piss this guy off. Do you have anything? It's like, well, it's going to be 45 minutes. Let me see what I can do. Are you sure? Yeah, let me see what I can do. So he goes into the office and about three minutes later comes back with a set of keys. It's a Kia Forte. Mm, yep. Which is kind of like a Honda Civic. Yes. Which is still better than an EcoSport. <laughs> so <laughs> I took it and ran. Tech- technically, if you got the car, you didn't need to run. You should have just driven the car. I, I won't tell you how to do your business. Don't run. Just drive. Well, I, I took the keys and I sprinted to the car so that I could get in it before it got assigned to somebody else. The music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. You can subscribe to our award-winning podcast with visiting scholar Todd Prince wherever you get your pods. Just search Talkin' and the number two. There's no G and there's no space. You can check out our award-winning merch on Zazzle. You can stop by and see us at the Tuba City Home Office if we're ever around there. Eh, Please don't do that. You can also check out our Naperville drains. They are apparently in great shape. Thank you, Greg. Thanks to our listeners. Thanks to our sponsors, Toddler3187, the Taylor Center for Technology Policy, even though we didn't do their segment this week, and DJ to go Cedar Valley, who hopefully is out DJing and going in the Cedar Valley. No, send us your feedback. Just send it to feedback at talkingtotodd.com. Todd? Okay. Uh, this this kind of broke me because I was here's what I was going to do. I was going to go look because you mentioned that Des Moines wants to be a tier one airport. So I pulled up the list of the busiest airports by passengers in the United States. And I was going to go find on, on the source of all truth and knowledge. And I was going to go find on that list where the Des Moines International Airport actually f- fell to point out that they're nowhere near a tier one airport. And while their services could be tier one, they're so far away from, you know, a big airport. Yeah. So I pull up, uh, I go to Wikipedia and I pull up the list of the busiest airports in the United States and I go through it and I start scrolling on down and the list ends at 65 and Des Moines is not on it. And I'm like, hmm, (laughs) see, 
gotcha. I wonder where it does fall. So then I go to Wit. Then I go to on Wikipedia Des Moines airports page, and I'm like, how much? What's your passenger statistics? And the previous list I was looking at was 2021. They have 20. They have from 13 to 2022. Anyway, I look at the 2022 numbers and go, well, that's a pretty big number. I'm going to go look at that other list. The list only through. So I look at the 2021 list and it says, according to Wikipedia, 2.16, 2.1 million passengers. Then I go back to the other Wikipedia list and I look at, well, wait, 2.16. That would have put him square at 58, right behind Ted Stevens Interna- Anchorage International Airport and right above Charleston International Airport. Sorry, when you were doing the closing, I was literally thinking, I just found an error on Wikipedia. How do I, I got to submit a bug ticket or something. I don't, it's, there's, there's something wrong on the internet. I've got to fix it. I, this could take me a while. You might be able to get some help from toddler negative 18, because if you remember, she knows about editing Wikipedia pages. I'm not, oh no, no, I'm not editing it. We learned our valuable lesson. I'm not (laughs) editing anything. My problem is, is that I need to correct Wikipedia and my source is Wikipedia. Problem. Somebody's going to get into a fight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, excuse me. If you take a look at this Wikipedia page over here. Oh, oh no, we don't. Wikipedia is not considered a source, a primary source for Wikipedia. Oh my (sighs) God. Can I talk to your manager? Yeah, he's working the he's working the counter at uh, Hertz right now. But when he gets back, I'll let him know you've got a complaint. Oh, just sit back and watch the carnage. Oh, sweet lord! Sounds like we're going to have stuff we need to clean up next week. Are you going to be home next week? Uh, I think it's still my turn. Okay, because you're still well. If Kevin can't get your flight rebooked, I, I'll probably need to be here. Okay. Well, that sounds like a plan. We'll be somewhere next week. We're talking to Todd. No, I'm just down a rat hole of aviation Wikipedia. I know this makes any sense to me. I'm gonna, I got, I got, I got to correct some flight attendants. I got to correct Wikipedia. This is, this is going to be a full time job. <laughs> you let me know how that works out for you. Might have to record late next week. I got, I got emails I got to send. <laughs>